Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Snight Sportsnet. <laughs> my name is Hunter, and right by right beside me is uh, my good friend G. And uh, we're just a couple of dudes who love UCF sports and want to give you all the inside scoop, um, break down every game, and just talk some sports. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. I mean, it's currently eleven. I can't even read. It's eleven nineteen right now. <laughs> On a Saturday night, we're at a friend's house. We're both gassed, but we're going to make it through this video. This is going to be just, fun. So we just want to produce just the best content. <laughs> so we've just been staying up as long as possible to make sure we got everything down for you guys. Mm. So, mm. so with that being said, we'll just jump right into it. Let's jump right in. T-minus about four and a half days. UCF and Kent State are going head-to-head -head at the bounce house. Wanted to just take this time to review UCF's offense and defense. We could even talk about Kent State a little bit, but Kent State doesn't, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, I've already checked out the betting line. The line is uh, right now it's at minus 37. So, minus 37. Yeah, but we'll get into a, a little bit of later of why that is. So. Yes, yes. But anyways... Let's start with let's start with UCF's offense. So UCF's offense has been, I mean, Coach Gus Malzahn has been putting a lot of work in the off season, recruiting players left and right. But I think we should talk about the head of the offense, which is JRP. Predominantly because last year he was a little inconsistent, a little questionable at times. Mikey Keene came in for about two games, did very well when Plumlee was injured. However, we did get a new offensive coach named Darren Hinshaw who's been working with Plumlee on his footwork and his passing game to get the ball to the receivers more. Because last year he only had 14 touchdowns with five interceptions, which is not big numbers. But I'm hoping that JRP can put up some good numbers this year. Um, so yeah. What I will say though about when it comes to JRP is that he's not just your regular mobile quarterback. This dude also happens to be on the UCF baseball team. Mm. And so That's being able to be on the outfield, um, I played baseball before. <laughs> and so I know that, you know, being out there, you got to be quick on your feet. And that all that hard work that he puts on the baseball field also transitions to the football field. Just being able to read the defense very efficiently and on the dot and just being able to move as quickly as possible yeah um to escape out of the pocket in case there's pressure um but yeah jrp is is not your typical quarterback and he's somebody that the entire nation should be able to to watch and enjoy just as we get the chance to do um every time we play at home yeah yeah i would say arguably um Probably the most athletic quarterback in the country, or like, I, I don't know, top three, just because he's such a good runner and he's so agile. I think he played, I think he played linebacker and wide receiver for a bit during his career. That's what he said. So he's used to the tackling. He's not going to shy away from it. That's one thing I was scared of was that he never slides and we, we need him to not get injured this year because he needs to step up. But um, I think my biggest thing though with JRP is that. He needs to he needs to throw the ball to our receivers more, and not be so one sided and, and one one dimensional. Great runner, he put up over eight hundred rushing yards last year. But 
we got great receivers too. I mean, Javon Baker played at Alabama for a little bit. Got another guy like Kobe Hudson. Um, and then we got another Marshall transfer. Um, and so I think, I think really if JRP can run the ball and throw the ball, then UCF would be devastating on offense and we would win games in Big 12 because there's some, there's some important games coming up this year. Kent State. Probably not one of those games, but guys like TCU, Kansas State. So I think it's really about JRP um, having good vision and just opening up his, his eyes and his hips, seeing the field and getting it to those receivers. I do think that um, when it also transitions over to the NFL also, we've seen um, over the past few years just how much – the quarterback position has evolved to the point where you got guys like Lamar Jackson who were able to escape the pocket so quickly and, and so efficiently, and even guys like Josh Allen who were not afraid to take hits and just right. just being able to escape the pocket and just going for it instead of just sticking in the pocket like a regular Tom Brady would, where you would just sit in the pocket, read, and then throw the ball. Um, but yeah, I in the past I think that UCF has had quite the trend. I think. Of having quarterbacks who were able to escape the pocket, yeah. And you, you go back and like you go back and you look at people like Blake Bortles, um, Mackenzie Milton was a stud. Yep. Um, and now we got JRP who can do the same, and hopefully he can um, produce and get us some more wins this season. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think just the fact that you mentioned escaping the pocket. Um, is a good transition for the next thing we should talk about, and that's the run game. Um, obviously, big loss that Isaiah Bowser is going off to the NFL, off to the Bills to join actually Gabe Davis, which is a big alumni for UCF. However, I don't really think it's that big of a deal because we did get another running back in the offseason, um, along with Richardson and um, Harvey. Every single one of our running backs is super fast and super agile. Every one of them, our patient, can get into space. Our running game was the best in the conference last year. And that was with the running backs and JRP. So I think really the rotation between Bowman, Richardson, and, and Harvey is going to be great because, one, they won't get tired as easily in the game. And two, um, it'll mix it up as well, so the defense is not going to see it coming. And I think this is really going to be important because um, unpredictability is definitely going to be key in the Big 12, for sure. Can't be predictable. And I will add one more on the subject of running backs. The Big 12 is also known for running backs as well, and so we get to join that group of people like last year. You talk about guys like B. John Robinson, who was a top pick in this year's NFL draft. And you can go back to, I mean, back in the day, you talk about Adrian Peterson of Oklahoma. Yeah. And um, Barry Sanders of Oklahoma State. Just those those big name running backs. I feel like UCF can also be in that, be in that topic. And we can sit back and be like, yeah, UCF had some great guys at running back too. You can stay in the same conversation as those guys. You know, it might seem insane at the moment, but... <laughs> but it's possible. We'll see. Yeah. I think we can do it, honestly. We did it last year. I don't really see. I mean, the only thing really is that our offensive line has got to do their job. 
Um, I would say they were a little they were a little inconsistent last year. I mean, you'd see us winning games like Cincinnati, which was a huge win for us. But then you'd see us going going down against Navy or against Tulane at the tail end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> um, or even USF. I mean, I remember us being up. I don't even want to talk about that, but I don't know. Alec, Alec Hall was a superhero on that game. <laughs> yeah, I think our run game is going to be key for this year. Um, yeah, But honestly, I mean, I kind of already touched on the receivers. Baker, Hudson, Ryan O'Keefe is gone off to Boston College. However, we get – I think Xavier Towns is going to – be an important addition. Mm-hmm. He was big on special teams. We got a senior from Marshall. His name's Corey Gamage. Uh, Gamage had 774 receiving yards last year with seven touchdowns. So, right around the same stats as Baker and Hudson. So, I think he'll I think he'll fit right into JRP's throwing style and just the style of the offense as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, what else is there on offense? I think that's it. We'll talk about defense. Let's dive into defense, shall we? Alrighty. The defense. Alright, so my hot take on the defense last year was. You're throwing the hot takes already. Yeah, I am throwing the hot takes already because I think UCF's defense got a lot of hate last year. If I'm being completely honest, like if you, if you look at the games and you look at how many points the defense allowed, most of them, like the defense didn't. I think it was like. Less than 20 points most of the games last year. Something like that. I don't know. Our defense was underrated. I think we had great DBs. We had great pass rushers. But I think they have a lot more potential. Obviously, we lost players. We lost, like, our defensive leader in John baptiste um, However, I think I'm confident in our defense. And I think, especially with our DBs and their man coverage, I mean, UCF's known to put some of the best cornerbacks in the league, like, Shaquille Griffin or Jacoby Glenn or AJ Bouye. So I'm confident in I'm confident in our defensive backs um, wholeheartedly. But I think we need more turnovers. I think there's a lot more potential with our defense. I mean, it's like they say, defense wins championships, and you seem pretty pretty bold on that hot topic there. And so, oh yeah. I mean, if you're oh, willing yeah. to stick for it, then it's like. We'll go for a defense with championships. I mean, we raved about the offense not too long ago. <laughs> and now we're putting our foot down. Well, you were putting your foot down. I am putting my foot down on the defense. Yeah. On defense. Oh. I'm confident in our defense. I think it got, I, I think it, I don't think it got the respect it deserved last year. If I'm being honest. And to, except for the last like three or four games of the year, we kind of fell apart. Other than that, I think our I defense. Mean, there was definitely times where I was disappointed in the defense. Okay. Um, oh, just just because like I know I know that they can do better. There's a difference between knowing that they can do better and just being disappointed in that, and then just them being terrible. Yeah, that's true. They weren't terrible. It's just you know the potential that they have, and to just be able to watch and be like, seriously, you just let that guy run like thirty yards. Like, yeah. Actually, especially yeah. when you play a team like Navy. Right. Yeah. I mean, as harsh as a topic it was like they moved the game to what was it like noon noon it started at I noon. think it might have been earlier than that like tailgating started at like tailgating six or tailgating seven started in the earlier in, early in the morning on that side regardless of that you still let 
the what are they the midshipmen yeah i think that's what they call the navy midshipmen it's always that down (laughs) you allowed them to be able to run they didn't i think the quarterback only passed five times and so to be able well he was a good runner too yeah he was a good that's the thing yeah stop the run that's that's the that's the only thing they're dynamic in the run game that was they allowed that, and they lost the game. Right. Which is the game that they should have won. Those games they should have won, their defense is the thing that held them behind. Yeah, true. So that's why I also think it's a hot take that she said that. Not saying you're wrong, necessarily. <laughs> I'm just saying, on a personal level, I just think it's it's quite the bold topic just because we know how good they can be. We've seen how good UCF's defense has been in the past. I mean, everybody just overlooks that defense. Yeah. It's mostly just looking at how their offense is or just being able to throw the ball down the field and someone being able to catch it, whether whether the big the big name Gabe Davis mm-hmm. out in Buffalo now. But, yeah. Um the defense for sure is something that is overlooked and I'm glad that you brought up the defense. Even though you know, I mean yeah. we, we we expect big things. We do. Especially going to the Big Twelve, which is a, a huge step um academically and athletically athletically for uh, UCF going forward and um, so yeah I'm with the the way that the Big 12 is it's it's very high powered offense from Texas and Oklahoma um, TCU uh, Oklahoma TCU State in, can really get in there TCU was in Final Four last year right yeah, yeah. yeah there you yeah, go that, yeah. see that's that's, that's gonna be our probably our regardless if people challenge. thought that they shouldn't have deserved it but that's that's besides the point I mean, yeah. Big 12 is known for that high-powered offense and so that defense is what's going to try to get them over the hump to get that respect that UCF football deserves yeah right absolutely yeah absolutely I mean yeah I just yeah I don't know I mean I think our defense was I think the big thing last year with our defense specifically was red zone defense Mm -hmm. however I don't know. I'm just not comfortable in having a good red zone defense because you let the team get all the way down to the field, all the way down the field inside the 20-yard line, and that has every single fan in the stadium shaking their boots. Um, shaking their boots? Yeah, bro. Shaking their boots. Bro, I'm not, I don't like it when it's fourth and goal on the two-yard line. I mean, the stadium is known for the bounce house, but when you're – Shaking in your boots, it's a whole different story. No, but no, no, what I'm, what I'm saying, though, is like, how do I say this? How do I say this? You don't want to mess yourself when they're down on the five-yard line and the game's on the line and you're having to watch and be like, yes, are you going to be able to stop them? And it's like like first and goal, second and goal, like the, the waiting and the anticipation. And then they take a timeout. Definitely. And then you have more waiting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's... That's patience. Yeah. But I will say, we did get a big transfer on defense. Oh, yeah? Did get a big transfer, yeah. DeCorian Patterson came mm. from uh, not a very well-known school, MTSU, but he was tied for first in picks last year. And he was actually a good replacement for Devod Wilson, who was our leading DB in picks last year. So I think, I think if we get him activated, he could do just a little bit better than he did last year. Granted, Middle T- Tennessee State University was nowhere near, nowhere near the competition of, of Big Twelve. Um, 
However, this was one of our biggest transfers and our biggest picks up this offseason. And then you got guys like Morris Brash and Jason Johnson who need to do exactly what they did last year. But everyone on, the, everyone on defense has got to follow what they're doing. So Jason Johnson had 120 tackles last season. We need more players putting big numbers like that, putting big numbers up like that, not just one linebacker. That makes yeah. sense. And then Traymond Morris Brash, probably our best pass rusher with six sacks and a lot of sacks for loss. I think we need other guys like Ricky Barber or off the top of my head, I can't think of them right now, but we need those guys to step it up too and put more numbers on the sacks and the sacks for loss. Yeah. I think that's all we got on defense. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, with that being said, we'll, we'll jump right into a little bit of preview of week one opponent for UCF, which is... <laughs> Um, the Kent State Flames? No. Golden Flames. Golden Flames. Golden Flames. Sorry, not Flames. Golden Flames. Emphasis on the golden. Um, <laughs> uh, Kent State last year, um, not a team that, you know, is popping up on the bottom of your screen um, on the ESPN, um, upsetting <laughs> teams like left and right. Um, last year, they. They posted up a five and seven record, so they just missed uh, bowl eligibility. Um, they also, uh, with that being said, were four and four in the conference. Um, I do remember last year um, when Kent State uh, went down to uh, Athens and played up against uh, Georgia. And to be honest, when I was watching that game, um, they that offense that they had last year was very dynamic and was able to put the that, put the ball down the field hmm. and just actually be a little competitive, which uh, scared me a little bit. Um, I know that my cousin, who was a, a huge Georgia Bulldogs fan, <laughs> shout out to uh, my cousin Drew. Um, I just, I, even just watching that game, I can just feel the anticipation of that game. like. Are we seriously just like going neck and neck with Kent State? Eventually, Georgia obviously stepped on them. Yeah, <laughs> crush their crush their necks. Still, <laughs> um, but last year um, they were led by quarterback uh, Colin Sheely. Colin Schley. Schley. That's a that's a weird name. Yeah, it's yeah, anyways. It's so weird. QBR. I think his QBR was sixty six point three or four. Uh, which I believe was about 47th in the entire country, which isn't too bad. Um, but unfortunately for the Golden Flames, though, uh, he transferred to UCLA. Um, so with that being said, Kent State's looking for the quarterback to be able to step up, whoever that may be. And that also goes along for their leading rusher and their leading wide receiver. Both are gone. <laughs> so all three big offensive so players. So all the big three bye bye. names that you would have seen for Kent State the Golden Flames are now gone. And so with Kent State, it's all about just figuring out who's going to step up and uh, who's going to be that, that leader that they needed to be able to compete with teams. Even though it's, you know, the the first few weeks are those, those games where, you know, you schedule a lower, uh, no-name opponent, um, 
but still, just being able to go out and compete and get ready for their own conference. Um, so, honestly, I'm not that worried. I mean, especially with your hot take about how you're really putting faith in UCF's defense. This oh, season. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not entirely that worried. Uh, I don't see them putting up a lot of points. I see them probably max putting up. I'll go with 17 points. Two, really? two touchdowns and a field goal. I'll, really? I'll give them that. Okay. Um, the line. Okay. The line. The last time I checked was uh, minus 37. Um, and so, I, I'll stay with you on the defense and say that the defense um, holds it down. But you know the fir- the first few jitters, especially with. Uh, the first game uh, that UCF is playing with the, the stands and all that, uh, the bounce house rocking, <laughs> all the 8,000 new freshman students um, arriving. Uh, it's certainly going to be an interesting atmosphere. Yeah. Um, but also, fun. the defense for Kent State is also nothing to necessarily rave about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not just saying all these things about Kent State, the offense, the defense, to, to be a hater, to just knock them off. But um, I don't really have high expectations for this opponent for UCF. I feel like this this game, if it was played last year, would definitely be something that I would pay attention to a lot more. Um, just given how Kent State has been known to um, be that high-scoring offense and you want to compete with teams that you would least expect to be able to compete with. Um, mm. But, yeah, I'm not expecting a whole lot from this game. I really want to take this game as like a game to, to really analyze UCF and exactly how how far they, we can go this year. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's personally just my thoughts. And Kent State as a whole offense and defense and how I, I have strong faith that UCF will cover uh, the spread on Thursday. Yeah, that's well said. Honestly, I like what you said about, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, I don't think, I don't really, I'm not really concerned of, of win or lose for UCF. I think UCF's definitely going to um, beat them. What I am concerned of, though, is how is it going to prepare us for the rest of the season? So, like, we had SC State last year. We got some more audience members coming in right now. But we got S- we had SC State last year. <laughs> you can make a cameo if you want. We had SC State last year. This is Fry Guy. This is Fry Guy, everybody. Everybody needs to go check out Fry Guy. He'll be featured. You want to drop your uh, your Instagram handle real quick, or your be real if you really want to. I really want to. Go I'm ahead. Real. Speak speak loud and clear. UCF Fry Guy. <laughs> And uh, can they follow you on Instagram at all? Is that possible? Or, or do you want to keep it private? Or... Daniel Middle 1075. <laughs> okay. And there you have it. Fry Guy. UCF Fry Guy and Daniel Middle 1075. Go follow. All right? Anyways, back to what I was saying. Back to the scheduled program. So last year, UCF went against SC State the first game. 56 to 10, <laughs> we win. But I remember that game, though, because we destroy the team and everybody I don't know what's going on but any everybody literally everyone was like okay UCF's gonna be great this year we're gonna win so many games we're gonna be the toughest team in the conference um but it didn't quite go like that so I think for this game against Kent State 
we really need to lock in and not and know that this is going to probably be the easiest team that we will play all year easily however we got to use this game as a blueprint for how we're going to play the rest of the season on offense defense and special teams um and i will say another thing for kent state kind of with what you're saying on their offense is that they got a completely new coach as well yeah, yeah, dude, I forgot about that his name Mom, you're you're fine you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> we, we forgive you Kenny Burns is the first-year head coach at Kent State. However, he has been forced with limited options on both offense and defense. So like what Hunter was saying on how they lost both their, their quarterback, their running back, and their receiver, now Kenny Burns is like, okay, what on earth do I have now? So he's got to really look at his options against UCF and for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. Other than that, I am excited for this game. I'm not really sure if many people are going to go to it. Are you going? Oh, I'm, I'm sure people will show up regardless. Uh, <laughs> Nine Nation always always pulls up yeah. and has a great time. And it's the um, Big Twelve. Come on. Yeah, especially the new. It's a it's a new season. It's a new year. It's a homecoming, a long a long awaited homecoming. <laughs> That's in like three months. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm when I mean homecoming. I'm talking about like. We wanted to get to this part where oh, we're getting respect. Oh, homecoming. Yeah, I got you. There's yeah, a Big 12. Burp coming up. Yeah, Burp. we're getting there. Yeah, we are. So, uh, I kind of mentioned about how, um, what I think Kent State's going to score. But let's, let's, how about we just throw in some score predictions real quick? Score predictions. Ooh, who's an Ozzler on? Okay. You said, wait, but you said 17. I said 17. Kent State's scoring not less than, no more than 17. No more than 17. Okay. Well, I will say. And also, I mean, we got video evidence and proof of you about how <laughs> the, you're deep, standing your ground for this defense. defense. So I would love, <laughs> especially with them not having their big three-headed monster from last yeah, season. Yeah, that's a good point. With the new coach <laughs> that you added. I would, I would love to see how much faith you have in the uh, golden flames. Okay. I'm going to say, hmm, all right, UCF, we're gonna put up, we're gonna put up 50 points, UCF. Holy crap. Bro, we, we put up 56. 50 points. We put up 56 against SC State last year, and our season was mediocre. So we are definitely Good. scoring at least 50 Great. points this year. Wow. We're scoring 50. Wow. And they're scoring six. Wow. <laughs> well, I said you were bold. I, I didn't mean you were that bold. Good Lord have mercy. We're, yeah, we're scoring 50. They're scoring six. How many How many do you think we're scoring? I was going to say, because it's, it's first game jitters, and, you know, we're just coming out of... Um, the camp. Um, I would have to go with, I think, minimum. I'll go with minimum. I would say UCF scores a minimum of 35 points. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. A minimum, 35? A minimum of 35 points. Oh, minimum. I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Golly, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like we got you. Um, bro, yeah, I, I know. I said max, bro, it's almost then, I then you would have had that good reaction. But okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. said, I'm saying minimum just because we know, we kind of know what to expect from 
our quarterback. But we also have the transfers and we have some new people and it's the first game of the season. Just like I remember when they played against Boise oh, State. I did think about that. Just that this is the first game of the season and the, all the weather delays because Florida lets something else. Yeah. Florida weather off and on, off and on. It'll rain when it's bright and sunny outside and give you a sunburn while um, never mind. I, <laughs> I stopped myself from how I could work it out. You could have, dang. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm going with the minimum of 35 points. I think that um, I have I have faith in the offense. Um, I played receiver, and so I love I love watching the offense side of side of uh, the game. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm expecting a minimum of 35 points. I would say a max. Maybe forty-eight. I won't go all the way up to fifty. I think if we if they got that safety, maybe fifty. But I'll say a max of forty-eight. Okay. And that's all just because it's the first game of the season, and we don't really we as fans don't know what they're gonna put out just yet. Yeah. And we don't know exactly how nervous they're gonna be, but it'll be an entertaining, entertaining game to say the least. <clears throat> yeah. Plus, <laughs> thank you. I wonder if they got that. I'm sure it, it, probably, it probably did. It probably did. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. This is gonna be fun though. Personally, I got wait. Honestly, we got some big plans though. Like not just this podcast that we're filming, but like we got good plans. We got good plans. Yes. Won't yeah. he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> he has good plans. Amen. Amen. I will say we got good plans though, not just this podcast. We're gonna be going around interviewing people. I don't know what's so funny, but we're gonna we're gonna be going around interviewing people before the games, doing that sort of thing, asking them some fun questions, maybe doing a little giveaway. Ooh, Ooh. free Chick Fil A. <laughs> I would love me some Chick Fil A. That's, that's God's chicken right there. Yeah, free merch. I don't know. Free merch. Stay tuned. Wow. Maybe. 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 We'll see. You got to show up to the games. Be at the bounce house. You got to get there early, though. Yeah. This guy's getting... This guy, you can't see him, but he's getting at the game at like 3, 3 p.m., right? Oh, yeah. Fry guy's getting on that bowl, that mechanical bowl, and showing up <laughs> on the box. Fry guy going to be ready. Fry guy's always ready. Fry guy's always ready. I love Fry guy. Fry guy, Fry guy was talked about by RG3 last year. Fry guy got roasted by RG three last year. Oh, we, Do you not remember? We didn't have to go that far. No, but I got to let. We're trying to hype him up, and then all of a sudden you're I'm like, sorry, but it's RG three. It's RG Heisman winner. RG three. RG three who played for Baylor, one of the Big Twelve teams. I'm sorry, Dan. And won a Heisman. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he won a Heisman. Catch him on the Nissan Heisman house. Didn't have a big career in the NFL though. Oh, that was because injuries though. That, that was because of no 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 the no, Redskins no. field is terrible. Thankfully, you are they right. Have a new owner. You are right. That the Redskins. It's not the Redskins anymore. It's the Commanders. Sorry, I apologize. We're gonna bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Actually, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that because yeah. Are we still recording? Is yeah. it still going? Dang. Okay. I didn't think it'd go that far. What? <laughs> Won't you do it? Won't you do it? Currently at 32 minutes and 30 seconds. All right. As much as I want to keep this going, we got to wrap this up.
How would you like to wrap up episode one? How would I like to wrap up episode one? What's that thing that UCF says about go night? They say a lot of things. Go night's charging. They do say a lot of things, but they also have a uh, a very distinctive song. They got a lot of songs. Yeah. Well, Talking out the song. side of your neck. Hey, 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 hey. That's my favorite one. <laughs> what? You're really in your element. Oh, Zombie Nation. And that's gonna do it for us with uh, Night Sports Night. I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Again, my name is Hunter, and that's G. Peace.